Beatrice. Still, Gwen had grown to like her after that initial run-in. Maybe because they couldn't be more different. The British woman had short, spiky hair and was shaped like a potato. She didn't care how she looked or what people said about her, and she wasn't afraid to yell. She once described her job to Gwen as trying to keep the stealing to a reasonable level and failing. Gwen decided to give herself an extra-long, extra-hot shower this morning. Moss wouldn't be amused. Moss said any shower more than three minutes long was a waste of time and water. But it wasn't Moss's birthday, was it? The Hagadera camp was one of three giant refugee centers near Dadab, an overgrown village on the dusty plains of eastern Kenya. The camps opened in 1991, when Somalia's government first collapsed. For most of their existence they'd held fewer than 100,000 refugees, but since 2009, Drought and war had caused hundreds of thousands of Somalis to flee their homes. With nowhere else to go, they trekked west across the desert toward Kenya. Along the way, bandits stole from them and raped them. If they were too weak to walk, they got left behind. And not for the rapture. They died of dehydration or starvation. Hyenas and lions dragged away their corpses. Even when they reached Kenya, they weren't safe. The Kenyan police demanded bribes and threw the Somalis back over the border if they didn't pay. But enough refugees got through that half a million now lived in the camps, in endless rows of tents that studded the land like anthills. Some received sturdy white tents that looked like they belonged in an upscale camping expedition. Abercrombie and Kent journeyed to Dadab. The others built their own shelters out of plastic sheets and scraps of wood. Vast open plains surrounded the camps, but the Kenyan government refused to expand them. So the tents were crammed into ever smaller plots as new refugees arrived. Each was a miniature city of refugees with a city's problems. Gwen hadn't known any of this when she'd come to Dadab three months before with Haley and Owen Broder and Scott Thompson. The four of them had just graduated from the University of Montana in Missoula. Gwen had grown up in western Montana, Lived there her whole life, she was ready for a change, an adventure. And Scott said he might go to Kenya to work for his Uncle James, helping refugees. Gwen was surprised. Scott had never struck her as caring. In fact, when it came to women, she knew firsthand he was exactly the opposite. But he told her that James ran a charity called World Cares. We can go to Africa for a few months. Beats hanging around here, he said. Plus, when we're done... We'll go on a safari, watch lions getting it on. You know, they have sex for like two days straight. Scott sounded at least as enthusiastic about the lions as the refugees. That night she googled the job. The pictures shocked her. She couldn't believe people still starved to death. Of course, anorexia, but that was different. Anyway, the point was that the refugees were starving. United Nations says 750,000 Somalis at risk from famine, the headline said. Worst food shortage since 1991. Babies with bellies swollen from hunger. Women with arms like sticks. Gwen decided right then that she'd go. Do whatever it was that aid workers did. When she told her family about her plan, she figured her mom, and certainly her dad, would put up a fight. Aside from a few weekends in Canada, she'd only been out of the United States once on a spring break trip to Cancun. But they didn't. It'll be good for you, her mom said. Broaden your horizons. Then Haley decided to come too.
She told Gwen she wanted a better shot at med school. She had applied her senior year, but her test scores weren't great, and the only place that accepted her was in the Caribbean. This stuff looks great on your resume, Haley said. In the interviews, too. When I saw little Dikembe come back to life, I knew I wanted to be a healer. I don't have to tell them that the kind of healing I'm talking about is dermatology. Laser skin peels for five hundred dollars a pop. Isn't that a little cynical? It's a lot cynical, but doctors make mucho dinero, and unlike you, I can't afford the luxury of being an idealist. I'm not rich. Gwenny, rich people always say that. Finally, Owen joined up. He didn't have to explain why. Gwen knew he'd had a terrible crush on her for two years. Though he wasn't a stalker, more a hopeless romantic, he gave her longing looks when he thought she wouldn't notice. She wished she found him attractive. But he was curly-haired, soulful. Gwen didn't go for soulful.